Positively Joy. Are you living life but feel like something's missing? You've come to the right place. I'm Yvette Walker, your host for this podcast on finding the true meaning of God's joy. Joy is not a feeling, it's faith. And my guests and I will talk about how to avoid falling down the rabbit hole of chasing physical or emotional joy. In this season, we'll tackle spiritual growth as we discover the true joy of the Lord. From Positively Joy Ministries comes Journaling in His Joy, a new journal that can help you discover what brings real joy by journaling every day and creating a six-month record of memories worth collecting. With over 240 journaling pages, monthly and weekly check-in sheets, and weekly coloring journal pages, This guided journal will help you find joy even in difficult times by actively looking and choosing to see it in every moment. In this journal, you'll look for joy every day and record what you see and experience. Maybe you'll experience it in a rainbow or a song or in the sound of laughter. Choose joy on days where nothing seems to go right and spread that joy to others. Get your copy of Journaling in His Joy, available at Amazon and other fine booksellers. Hey listeners, I'm releasing some extra episodes now and until the end of the year. Last week, we talked to Bible translator Brian Simmons. And later this week, we'll hear about the joy of the Christmas season and Mary, the mother of God. Let's talk about compassion today. Dallin Candlin is a podcaster, a poet, and a man of compassion. He says he has a voice for God. He's also a Mormon, and we'll talk about how people with differences from ourselves can still learn from each other. I can't wait for you to meet Dallin. Here he is. Dallin, thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome to the Positively Joy podcast. Yvette, this has been a long time coming. I am so glad that we made it. (laughs) I know it has. We started talking last year. A lot has changed for you. We're going to get into all that. Um, But I just want to say up front that you've got, you're so compassionate. You've got a passion for people and, uh, and you care for people. And obviously, you love Christ and you are a podcaster as well as a poet. You have a voice for Christ. And so um, that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show today. I, I will admit that you are a little bit younger than the the average person that I have on the show, but age has nothing to do with how much you love Christ and, and, and what you can teach us. Uh, but we are so happy to have you here. And um so let's get to know you a little bit better. Tell me a little bit about your faith walk. Yeah, I think a lot of it, you know, born a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, you know, I think we all have to choose to walk with the Lord because he always wants to walk with us. And I had some experiences going up in my youth where I didn't feel like I measured up. And so I would take those struggles and stuff to the Lord and 
some days are really, really difficult. And I remember I kind of had to, I decided to be vulnerable with my mom right before going into eighth grade. I said, mom, I really don't want to do this. Like I'm done with the public school thing. I, it's just really difficult for me. My, I felt my, my voice, my voice was getting squashed. There was mm-hmm. days I didn't really say much, you know, and my mom had compassion on me. I ended up reading a bunch of self-help books and a lot of spiritual books. And I feel like that really helped the voice in me to kind of wake up also like the business entrepreneurship side, but also the voice for Christ side, reaching out to people. And yeah, it's kind of part of it. You know, I went into high school and ended up being the basketball manager, tried to make the team, didn't do that. Didn't make the team. So I was the basketball manager and did track and just learned to try to run with the Lord because he's always wants to run with us. So it's more of a faith run. <laughs> That's how I kind of look <laughs> at it. I mean, there's definitely walking as part of it, but at least right now it feels like a faith run. Oh, so good. So good. And so you've been exploring all of that. And so one thing that you did, and you've done a, a lot more because we started talking a year ago. So you have um, uh, 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 two podcasts now, but you have one, the one that I knew about before um, that, you know, really that had the use the word yield and had and really wanted to speak to people uh, really where they were. Can you tell us about the the podcast uh, where you were helping people to learn about yield? Yeah, you know, there's a scripture and I think it's Ephesians 6, Romans 6. See, I need to have this off the top of my head, but basically says yield yourself as an instrument unto God. You know, I believe we can we can do that. We can be instruments to do God's work and stuff. And so, yeah, I came up with this acronym for the word yield and it's yes, I envision love demonstrated. And for me, acronyms are extremely powerful to remember certain things and to compact it like important things into small words, small phrases and whatever. So yeah, the podcast started a little, almost, almost four years ago now. So it was August 24th, 2019. And yeah, just interviewing people have been a lot through that journey. And then I started the Flex of Gold podcast, just sharing little scripture thoughts every day. Started that one a little, almost a year ago. And it's interesting because I found is that my voice has become more certain, you know, through doing the scripture podcast, the other podcast has been blessed as well. So that's, it's been fun. Now you said that quickly and I want to, I want to make sure everyone hears you. Yield stands for yes, I envision love demonstrated. That's so beautiful. And that was the first podcast that really, now you're, you're saying that the newer podcast is the spiritual one, but, but this, I see spiritual written all over this too. What did, you know, why did you come up? You already, you know, you already said what the scripture was, um, but what were you hoping for people to learn through this acronym? Yeah, I think a lot of it just comes back to the fact that I believe that God always sees our lives with love, no matter what, and that we can choose to see our lives with love. We can choose to see people with love. And uh, there's a scripture in the Book of Mormon that says, um, yielding to the promptings of the spirit and putting off the natural man, putting off these parts of ourselves that need to be let go of, you know, sometimes we need to let go of things and that we can put on, you know, all the best parts about Christ, you know, he can help us to change and become new with his help. And so, yeah, the story of that was I was working at Pathway Worldwide for BYUI and my brain, I have ADHD and I didn't really, this is a part of the time I wasn't really super accepting that, but I was 
had all this stuff going on in my head. And I always have thoughts. And I was like, just writing all this stuff down on this piece of paper. And I was taking calls and stuff. And I was like, I really like the word yield. What if I came up with an acronym for that? And it just took some time. And I was like, and I was like, yes, I love <laughs> demonstrate. Bam. There we go. And then, yeah, it took like another year and I was digging up potatoes one day in a summer job. And I just kind of dramatically threw my shovel on the ground kind of. It's like, I'm starting my podcast tomorrow. And so it has been a faith walk. And I started a gaming YouTube channel when I was 16. And that was a big faith move as well. And I feel like God really lifted me through that. So yeah, you're right. It is all God doing it, whether I'm talking about business or something else at all. He gets all the glory. He's the one who's doing it all. Absolutely. So tell us about the newer podcast. Yeah. So Flex of Gold, it's interesting because I uh, I think that a lot of the struggle with life is sometimes we forget there's this message that the church came out with, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and it has this guy who's like caught up in the fervor of the California gold rush, and he's fishing for gold. And he says kind of sort of similar thing. Like he throws his thing on the ground and says, there's no gold here. And then there's an old prospector guy. He's like, oh, there's gold. All right. You just got to know where to find it. And he's like, (laughs) I'm looking for big nuggets, like the ones in your pouch, not these tiny flecks. The tiny flecks aren't worth my time. And the old guy looks at him again. He's like, son, I think you're missing out on all these precious flecks of gold trying to get all these nuggets. And I look at it and I'm like, my life has been an accumulation of flex. People see some mighty or whatever when you look at me, but it is the accumulation of flex. And sure, there's some bigger glowing experiences, but it all is mostly just these accumulation of flex. And the old guy says, the accumulation, the patient accumulation of these flex has brought me great wealth. Mm. And so I think the Lord, no, I know, the Lord wants us to put our heart on him, you know, Matthew 6, 21, where your treasures, there will your heart be also. He wants our hearts to be on those things, not of this world, because we're not of this world. So yeah. why would we be thinking so much about things of this world? So he wants us to pick up those flecks. And so I just share little things of going about my life. I recorded two or three episodes today in the car, just driving around. So it's super easy for me to do. And I get feedback from people that say they like it. And I don't know, it's daily. And I don't know how long it'll be daily, but it's given me a lot of mercy. And that's really something I wanted to focus on with this podcast appearance is God's mercy is so real and mm. it's so wonderful. That's so beautiful. His mercy is real and his grace is too. So if you ever do, if you ever do feel like, okay, the daily thing is getting too much, don't be hard on yourself. I have to say, I started out twice a week and realized, oh no, that we're not going to be able to keep this up. So um, yeah, do, if, if daily works for you, do it, do it. Um, especially if it is a less produced podcast. And there's some people out there that are not interested in podcasting at all. And there's some people who are. And so for the folks who are interested in podcasting, you know, listen to Dallin and, um, you know, learn from him. I mean, you can do, there's all different kinds of podcasts you can do, particularly if you are trying to share the love of Christ. It doesn't have to be some fancy produced podcast with like the intro outro music, or it can be, it can be all of that. It just kind of depends on what works. So no, that's great. I love it. I love both those podcast ideas and I do see them working together. So yeah. So let me ask you a question. Of course I have been asking questions, but this is a little different. 
So I already remarked that, you know, you're a little bit young. You're 27. You're a little bit younger than the, you know, the age guests that I would have on here. Um, and you also are a member of uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So you might be different than some Christians that might be listening to this show, and you might be younger than some. What, but God's given you a mission, clearly, um, to to speak about him, and as you, as you said, to be a voice for him. So despite the differences, how can we because we are different from people too, right? So how can we get past those differences and talk to people and share the good news? Yeah, I think one thing that comes to mind is that compassion completely changes conversations. Mm. When we understand what somebody has suffered, what somebody has gone through, and that we ought to suffer with one another, Romans 8.18 says, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. And Romans 8, 16, 17 talks about how if we say if we suffer with the Lord, we will, we will rejoice, we will be with him, kind of thing. And so I think being there to suffer with those people, because we all go through things. And there's a beautiful quote, and I don't know where in the world I heard it, because I am always, my brain's all over the place. I'm reading books, I'm reading all these different things. But there's a beautiful quote I read once that just always stuck with me. And it says, anything human cannot be alien to me. Oh, my goodness. I love that. We need to find out where that's from. That's so beautiful. So that is a start. If you can understand, if you can suffer with somebody, if you can understand them and, you know, be like, here's my faith in Christ. You know, this is what I feel about him. This is what I feel you need to hear from me or from him. Or I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing. You know, I have a lot of friends that are not members of my faith and that's completely fine. I want them to know that if they need somebody to talk to that I'm willing to talk to them and I just want to reach out to them. And we never know what somebody's going through. So, yeah, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. But there's such a power in being there with somebody when they're suffering. Wow. Now, you mentioned just, you know, you're driving around and you talk about your experiences. Now, when we first you know, got to know each other, I know that you you've got lots of little interesting little stories about compassion and friendship. Um, tell us about some of those. Ooh, oh man, yeah. I I guess one thing I'll I'll just kind of preface this. There's a hymn that I sing at church, and it's called "A Poor Afraid Man of Grief," and it kind of talks about how the people that we meet on the way, those are the people that really help us to get to know Christ better. You know, because they might be going through something really difficult. We can reach out to them. We can lift them up, and we can help them out in some way. And I've had many opportunities, especially in college, of reaching out to people that I had never previously met before. I was able to feel something for them and have compassion for them. And that goes back to the yield thing as well. The one that comes to mind is that I was in the Orlando airport because I was there for PodFest last year. And I was, I, uh, my brain had all these different things going on in there. I was like, I need to catch this Uber because there's the conference tomorrow. And this goes back to remember that there's things more important than any of this going around. You know, we're not of this world. So yeah, I was just walking through and I see this lady sitting on the ground and she's wearing this t-shirt that says like, you got to be courageous. And I was like, yeah. And I looked at her 
And I just, I walked past her a couple of times and I sort of felt like I should say something. I was like, eh, I don't know. But I was like, it's hard to be courageous though sometimes, isn't it? And she mm-hmm. broke down and she's like, I've had such a rough day today. I just want to talk to somebody about it. And so I was like, okay. So I literally was like, I don't care about the Uber. I've never taken an Uber before. God has that figured out. I don't need to think about that. I don't need to go on the Uber website. I don't need to go on their terms of service. I don't need to go on any of that. Right now it's me and this lady. Mm. And so I put all my stuff down. I sat right next to her and we just talked. And I was there as long as she needed me there. We read some scriptures together. I prayed with her. I was there for like an hour or two. And yeah, it was beautiful. Wow. And she's like, she's like, we need to keep in touch. So I got her phone number. And there's a couple of times where I talked with her, you know, like months down the road. It's like some reason, you know, she came to mind. So we talked and she was able to lift me up a couple of times. Like I was able to lift her up. And it was this beautiful, beautiful experience. And then kind of comes full circle back in March, you know. So I met her uh May 2022, then March 2023. I was in Orlando and I was like, Hey, I'm in Orlando again. Cause I was kind of looking maybe to live there or something. I just felt like I need to be there. And I actually got to be there at her home and she made me some food and we got to talk and it was just such a beautiful, there's no words for it. Mm-hmm. I've had times like that where you just run into that person and then running into them again is such a sweet experience. And it comes down to compassion because we don't know what people are going through. We don't know what they're experiencing And so it always helps to just say something. And yeah, so that was definitely one because there's been times where I've talked with her since and it's just like, she's like, I know that God put you in my path and I'm really thankful for you. You're Mm -hmm. my brother in Christ and I appreciate you. And just a beautiful, sweet thing. You know, you just talked about, you know, hey, there's these opportunities for you to talk to people, but how often don't we do that? There's so many times we do not do that for lots of different reasons. Oh, I don't want to bother this person. This person looks whatever. Like, I mean, I'll give you an example. And and I don't know if it's because it happens a lot when we're traveling. I don't know why, but mine is from an airport. I'm sitting there and I'm not trying to eavesdrop, but I'm sitting very close to this woman. She's on the phone. And it's very evident by what she's saying that she is on her way home because her father is dying. And she's on the phone talking to what I uh, appears to be her mother, his wife, and she's asking questions about what they say and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, again, I couldn't hear the other side of the conversation, but it was clear. And she, you know, she broke down a little bit, but she was talking. And I, you know, when she hung up, I just had this overwhelming urge to go to her and, um, and hug her and talk to her because I had had that same experience, except it was my mother. I had to, I had to drop everything at work because of my, my, I got a phone call you know, your mother's near the end, you have to go home. And I just felt like doing that, but I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And I think so many times we we don't do it. Now, maybe I didn't need to hug her, but I did. I had this overwhelming urge to do that. Um, you know, why do you think, why do you think that happens? That sometimes we, we are prompted, we are urged to, to intercede, to, to talk to someone and, and we just don't do it. Oh, Yvette, I'm so much about this question, especially with the ADHD thing. Like my brain will hook onto these moments and these experiences. And that's why I try not to miss any anymore because I know I will think about it mm-hmm. like until the day I die because that is great memory too. I think there's a couple of reasons. 
One is that we're doubting or questioning God's mercy in that moment. Like as far as us being able to help, we're like, oh, they don't need to talk to me. Maybe I'm not good enough. I don't look good enough. I don't know what to say. It's going to come off super yeah. awkward. And so yeah. all those things are saying, I'm not sure I can be the mercy this person needs. And it's sort of the Esther 414 thing where Mordecai's like, hey, Esther, you know, maybe deliverance will come from another place, but who knoweth whether that would come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. Yes, God probably could put somebody else to make all this work out, but maybe you're the help. Maybe you're the person. And I saw that in college multiple times with people that were kind of on their last leg of a sort. And I was Mm -hmm. probably one of the only people that was willing to talk to them. And so I think part of it is the questioning God's mercy thing. Mm. I think another of it is just, uh, I think we sometimes don't act on like that first feeling or we, we just immediately push it away. And so there's that too. We're like, Oh, you know, we, we immediately come up with excuses. There's the excuse the mercy thing. And then I think there's time. And this is, this is interesting that because I've done it before in college. I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to this person for five seconds, just mm-hmm. five seconds. And if it leads to like a 20 second conversation, a 30 second conversation, fine. But I think sometimes we're like, I don't have time for this. I am too busy. And it goes back to the is your mind more on the things of God or on the things of the world, things going on around you? It's Peter walking on the water to Jesus. Are you going to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to be like, holy cow, look at that sword. Does anybody <laughs> else see that sword? That's crazy. And then like, whoop, whoop, just sinked in. And then the Lord lifts him up. Yeah. I think the Lord has so much infinite compassion as he always does, especially when we miss opportunities like that. And I've certainly missed missed them before too so i appreciate you sharing that and yeah i think a lot of it just comes back to those things like the mercy and the questioning and then uh kind of that that trusting that he's going to do something cool with it but i think the time is one of the biggest things it's like i don't want to trust you with this i have so many things on my mind (laughs) why in the world are you reaching out to me like holy cow, please no. And sometimes it really doesn't take that much time at all. Sometimes it does take time, but the Lord is respectful of our time. He Lord wants to multiply our, our time. The Lord wants to multiply our blessings. And it's crazy because I think about if I hadn't talked to that lady at the airport, I mean, I probably would have gone on with life and things would have been completely okay. And yeah, you know, but it's like the Lord's mercies are so real and they're so loving and they're so rich and they're so abundant. You know, I can go back to that experience if I ever need it and be like, man, see, that's what I need to be like, more like that. Wow. Wow. So you and I have something in common, kind of. We both have had transitions recently in life, moving. You know, I've talked about this before and I've written about my experience moving from Oklahoma to Kansas City. You have recently done a move as, as well. But, you know, you've talked about how. Uh, your move and being in kind of a new place has allowed you to kind of spend more time in his presence and, and uh, in a way that you couldn't before. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I've been wanting to move out of my parents' house for some time, lived on their couch for about five months (laughs) and they're wonderful. (laughs) They're so great. And then this opportunity came up where they're like, okay, we can pay for you to live at this place at a discounted rate for two months. Cause I've been telling them, Hey, if I had like a week, 
or if I had like a couple months on my own, I could make, you know, the world would change. Like I would, you know, that's, that was my grandiose thing. And it's been a month now, Yvette. And so it's interesting because it's like, what have I gone done? And I believe the Lord has done a ton of wonderful things and it hasn't necessarily been what I had expected. Mm. But now I feel in a position with these last couple of weeks to go super ham and we'll see what comes out of these next couple of weeks. But at the same time, I have compassion on myself. If I do go back to living with my parents and I'm living there for another couple months, whatever, it's like, I feel the Lord telling me it's all going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I look back at where I was last year and I'm like, well, boy, I'm glad I'm not there because <laughs> that was a beautiful time. But he's taken me on such a journey and I feel so much more love for myself and hope and joy and perspective. And so, but yeah, it's, it's only temporary. I'm moving out on the 28th, I think. And so mm -hmm. I'm just really trying to enjoy it. But yeah, absolutely. Like I wake up and sometimes I just feel like the spirit be like going around or do this. And I'm like, yes, yes. Cause I like, I served a, I served a two-year mission and it feels kind of similar to that in some way, like that the Lord is kind of directing my path and mm. it's really great. And you've done some, uh, some poetry too. Yeah, I have. And uh, I'll have to pull up a different one than the one we were talking about previously. I had one come to mind. Um, yeah, there was, there was one I was going to share, but then with this conversation, I was like, oh no, we need this one instead. Uh, but yes, I have been writing a lot of poetry. That is one way the Lord 100% tells me, I hear you, I see you, I feel you. And I'm a feeling first person. This is what I realized in March because I had somebody on my podcast yield today and he's like, hey, we usually are in the feeling, doing or acting parts and then the others fall into place. I'm always in the feeling. So if I'm feeling super vibey, super excited, I'm like, yeah, let's go do stuff. And sometimes I don't feel that way, but the Lord does feel for me. And I feel that with, uh, with this poetry. So yeah, this kind of goes along with um, vulnerability. So I'll share this real quick. It's called mm -hmm. a silent voice. A silent voice, yes, but made the choice to open up, share what was in the cup. The pains, worries, glories, all clearly shown, the soul's desire shared through the phone. A silent voice, yes, but courage's friend lifted my soul to no perceived end, a wish, a wish they could be heard. I provided it, also the kind word. When we hung up, safer in my den, I realized I never feel the same way again. Wow, that's beautiful. Were you writing poetry before or or has it been since you've been able to um, spend more time in his presence where it's just been kind of coming out? I think 2020, end of 2020 was where I had a really special experience. You know, I was about to go to bed. I've actually shared this on a couple podcasts now and it's kind of funny. But yeah, I was about to go to bed. I'm living in this Pretty good apartment complex. The ceilings are like seven feet high. I'm six foot five. So I felt very <laughs> cramped. Yeah. I just felt cramped in general. And so it was like curfew was midnight, but I was like, I'm going to lose my mind if I try to go to bed. I'm my poor brain, my poor brain, Yvette. It's like, we got to have compassion on the poor thing. So I went on this walk because I, I love walks. I love giving my brain some place to do stuff. And yeah, I went on this walk and then all of a sudden I was like skipping around and it was like there was snow and I was like, you know, it was just like vibing. <laughs> and then I laid in the snow and I, you know, I did made some snow angels. And then I had words in my mind and I started writing them down. 
And one of them was uh, called the hope I can't see. And it's like, I press on for the hope I can't see the person I am not yet the person that I will be, you know, and there's another poem I wrote too. And those are two of my favorite poems. And they came in a moment. I was feeling so frustrated and stressed and all these deep human feelings, mm-hmm. but God wanted me to have the good, you know, godly feelings more or less. He wanted me to feel the faith, the love, the joy, all these things, fruits of the spirit. Right. And so, yeah, you know, now when I have a really rough day, I'm like, oh, oh, there's a really good poem in there. And so I've written so much poetry over the last couple months. And yeah, I think towards the end of 2020 is when I first wrote that one. And then I just every once in a while writing poetry. And now I'm writing poetry all the time. You know, I've yeah going to have a number of poetry books and plan to do some like you know audible releases and stuff because i have the podcast voice i've been working on so just some performances and stuff it's a lot of fun but yeah just i have written a lot and plan to write a lot more well we are looking forward to the books the audio uh versions of them definitely so you have to let us know uh when that's coming out yeah for sure for sure you know you've mentioned and we didn't really talk about that, but you mentioned uh, a bit about your ADHD. Um, that's a, uh, I mean, it is, it is described. Well, I'm, I'm not even sure what it's described as, but people that I have come to know who have it, but who also ha- are spiritual look upon it uh, perhaps in a different way than maybe a non-spiritual person would look upon it. Is that, is that you? Am I describing you? And, and, and if that's true, what is that to you? There's a book called Percy Jackson, the Olympians, Yvette. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Percy is a demigod and he has ADHD and he has dyslexia. And I read that book again recently and reading it, knowing I have ADHD as well, completely blew me away. But the first time I read it, I was in fifth grade. I wasn't diagnosed till I was 20, you know, so I didn't, Mm. this was under the radar. I was doing track and all this other stuff, Yvette. So nobody had any clue. I was just doing my thing and nobody had any clue, but yeah, it talks about how your ability to focus gives you, that's a battle instinct. It talks about that in the book. Mm-hmm. And then all it had these other things like, this is totally me. And so that's how I look at it mm-hmm. is like, it helps me to be super focused and to be able to do what I need to do. And yeah, it's, it's really kind of humbling by like with what God wants me to do. And I've prayed about this too. Cause like, why do I have this really good memory and this ability to pull up scriptures like, like it's in my head, you know, like it, it is in my head. It's in my heart. It's everywhere. You know, it's all over me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, why? And the thought that came to mind is like down with what I want you to do. That is a very important part of it. And it makes sense because as I go out and talk to people, I'm trying to share scriptures all over the place, you know, when I'm meeting people and I'll just talk and something will come out of some scripture. And I don't even have to quote it. It just comes out. And so, yeah, I think that's a giant part of it. And it's crazy too, because we can all feel very misunderstood. We're not enough for God's work, et cetera. But what I've been feeling is the same thing that Esther learned. She was exactly who the Lord needed. Nobody else. The Lord can always put somebody else if he needs to. But for me talking to that lady at the airport, all these other things, like you were you were it, you were it, you're ready to go. So it, for me, it helps me zero in on things. I mean, conversations, like I can talk to somebody and 
I've practiced that so much. I don't really have much fear in talking to people anymore at all. And yeah, I think there's a lot of other things, but that's, that's a piece of it. Oh, oh, you talked about a lot of scripture. In fact, you have cited a lot of scripture today, but I want to ask you what scripture is either your favorite or what are you standing on in this season? Standing on this season. Wow. You know, I think we'll go with my favorite scripture. And I think it's interesting because I would say I have many favorites and I do. And there's ones that lift me up and strengthen me. But I think I was 16 or 17. And one night I just prayed and was really trying to understand, you know, like, help me get some kind of greater understanding. Cause it's like, I knew I was growing, I was changing, but I still wanted to know more. And I read second Timothy two 20 to 22, but in a great house are not only vessels of wood and of earth, but also of silver of honor and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor prepared for the master's use or meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lust, but follow faith, righteousness, peace, charity with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So for me, I read that and I was like, oh, snap. That was really for me. It felt like it was for me. Like, let go of all these things. Let me make you an instrument in my hands to be prepared for whatever I need you to do. And chill with the people that are looking for peace, chill with the people <laughs> that are looking for love and faith and that are calling on the Lord out of a pure heart, be there for them. And just, uh, yeah, just the Lord is trying to put more really good stuff in our house all the time. Like our mm-hmm. thoughts of life or if you think of your brain as like a house, he wants so many good things there. And yeah, that's what he wants. It's to go back to what we were talking about earlier about having our thoughts on things of him rather than things of, this world because we're not of this world. Yeah, for sure. Dallin, I have so enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you, sir, very much. I always say that God's timing is perfect. And we've been working on this, you know, appointment for a year, a year now, I think. So, um, but uh, again, it's a divine appointment and I have thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you. You are such a wise young man. Um, thank you so much. I wish all the best for you. And I want to hear what happens. I want to hear what's going on with your poetry. And, um, and you know, you've got some more transitions to make and, and moves and things. So uh, definitely keep in touch. Yeah, there's one other thing that's on my mind, if it's okay. Absolutely. So I got to learn um, a lot of different Old Testament scriptures from going to seminary in the morning when I was in high school. There's a scripture, Joshua 1.8, that has stuck with me from that. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, and then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. So like, just thinking about the scriptures, and we're going back to the same thing we've hit a bunch of times, thinking about him, thinking about his word, that will make so many things make more sense, help us to understand more who we truly are. And he is not one to depart quickly. No, he loves us and is so aware of us. And he's just, his mercies are are real. And yeah, he's just reaching out to us. So yeah, but thinking about him definitely, definitely is a been a strength to me. You can always look to him if you have like a picture of him or some scripture and for me, a lot of it is I have, I listen to my old podcast episodes because I felt like I was looking to him in that moment. So we should probably listen to that again to hear Dallin and look into Christ because Dallin looking to Christ is way more interesting, way more loving, way more faithful, way more peaceful, way more anything else than any other Dallin I've ever met. So that is what I'll leave you with. 
Beautiful. And that's a great ending. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy. Go to PositivelyJoy.com to hear previous episodes and to learn more about our ministry and books. Support Positively Joy by becoming a Patreon member and sign up for our newsletter. Thanks to Mars Coleman for the use of his song, The Joy of Knowing. And thanks to Susan Marie for editing and production of the podcast. Till next week. Oh, the joy of knowing. The joy of knowing.